another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, it's the week. It's the week. It is one of the best weeks of the year. It's championship week. I know. I love it. It's the best for, for a lot of people. Well, for me, it's one of the best. I'm in two championships. I Humble knew brag. you weren't going to get 60 seconds in this episode without Absolutely mentioning not. it. Well, you knew I wasn't going to put it out there for you. No, of course. Obviously. So, the insufferable man directly across the table, Dustin Lunt. How's it going? Excellent. Well, why? It's, it's kind of a bittersweet day, I'm not going to lie. It's great because I'm in two championship games, which is amazing. That's great. But I also found out right before we started recording yeah. that I lost a beer bet, so I yeah. will be chugging another beer tonight. As somebody uh, who's gotten so knocked out good. of the playoffs <laughs> this past week, it is the only sense of satisfaction that I am going to get today, and I'm going to relish it. So you can relish being in the championships, as you should. I'm going to relish this much more meager win with this beer bet, uh, and we can both be happy in a Ish. way. In a way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it's championship week, so obviously the stakes are high. Absolutely. Things are getting Congratulations serious. to everybody that made it to their championship game yeah. in their league. Very big accomplishment because on any given week, mm-hmm. your team can shit the bed. Who knows what's going to happen? So even just getting there is just a huge accomplishment. That's right. Obviously, we want to take home the, the ship. We oh, yes. take home the trophy. Oh, yes. So we're not done yet. We there still is got no work second to place. Do. That's right. I mean, there is, but we don't like to talk about it. That's right. And extra kudos to you if you made it into the championship without Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey on your team. And yes, this is where I give you a slight kudos because in our redraft league, that is the case for you. Yes. So. Which neither team in our championship league has either of those players. Which so is very good for you because yes. you don't want to be going up against those guys. No, in not at this all. of all weeks. Absolutely. So, so. All right. Uh, what are we drinking? So... Tis the season. What are the good things we're drinking? Tis the season. We are drinking a Christmas IPA from Goose Island Brewing. This can looks like Christmas. It looks like an ornament. It's ornamental. It's festively smooth. Oh. oh. I was, uh, all I saw was Goose Island and I saw Christmas on it and I didn't read IPA. So I didn't realize it was an IPA when I bought it. Okay. But, uh. that, would you have just not picked it up had you seen that? I would have given it a second thought. Mm. Let's be honest. Okay. You would, have been, you would have been a little more concerned. Yes. A little more leery taking it up to the checkout. Yeah. This is know, a I'm dork not, IPA, I'm though. Not, I'm not the biggest IPA drinker. We know this. Yes. So. But that's mostly, I, you just don't like hops to kick you in the face. Yes. Right? That's right. So if this is a Christmas IPA, I can't imagine that the hops are going to be that heavy. Should not be. Right? It pours Super dark. Yes. By yeah. The way. I was reading on on a website that it's got a lot of caramel malts in it, a lot of darker malts. Obviously, um, Christmas ales are traditionally darker in color. Uh, got kind of the spice to them. The the ginger, like the the coriander, still a lot of, a lot of bite to it, a lot of spice. Yeah. I have a feeling this will probably have like some pine for like Christmas. I don't know. I will say I don't taste I don't taste pine. Um. But it's actually pretty, it's kind of, I think it's subtle. All around, subtle flavors. Oh, yeah. Right? Not uh, not awful from a hop standpoint. Definitely not, not overbearing. A, I wouldn't necessarily consider this an IPA. I wouldn't really consider it a Christmas <laughs> no. either. Am I am I crazy? Am I just not tasting something that's there? No, you I You do agree. have the more refined palate I, for these things. 
Well, I wouldn't know if I'd have a refined palate after losing all these beer bets. But. Yeah, you're definitely not going to in a bit. <laughs> um, so soak this up. No, it's not very Christmassy. I do like it. It's, it's not pretty a bad smooth. beer. Yeah, it's not. It's just chill. At seven and a half percent. So holy fuck, a little really? A little bit higher octane. It doesn't taste like it. No, this is just a confounding beer in a good way, though. Mm-hmm. Like, all around, it's not at all what I expected it to after any of the individual descriptions. No, it's not bad. But I dig it. Uh, Way to go, Goose Island. Yeah. yeah hey, right. we, we are happy to compliment something from Illinois every once in a while. Right? I guess. <laughs> Begrudgingly. We, we got to throw him a bone after this last week. Let's be honest That's here. That's right. You know? <laughs> oh, that was thrilling. Not as thrilling as it should have been. Talking, of course, about the Packers of beating course. down the Bears. Yes. Should have been a lot uh, more lopsided than it ended but, up being. But it's okay. A win is a win. That's right. Just like in fantasy football. doesn't matter if you win by point one or 100. You got to win. That's right. So let's help you win. But first, we're going to take a tiny detour with the mailbag. Yeah, let's do it. So the, the only mailbag question for this week comes from at JW underscore Pruitt. And his is a Dynasty Keeper question. So I, I wonder if maybe JW is already out of the playoffs. I hope that's not true, but it's possible. But he wants to know, better Dynasty Keeper, Ryan Tannehill or Dwayne Haskins? All right, so I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So, because the, the confused, it's a little confusing. The question. Yes. So is it a dynasty question or is it a keeper league question? Because it says dynasty keeper. I, I think that maybe he mixed up the terminology just okay. a tiny bit. He does say dynasty keeper. I'm leaning heavily on the keeper part. You don't really put that in there unless that means something. So, right. Yes, my assumption would be it's a keeper league. Okay. Now, he didn't uh, go into details about if there's any round requirements, right. exactly. anything like that. So we'll just go in a vacuum. I would I would assume that neither of these players was drafted or right. drafted highly. Right. If They're anybody probably, Haskins yeah, was probably round. very late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's tough. Right. I I would probably lean Tannehill at this point. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's going to get offered a contract at the end of the season to stick around. Seems like he's a really good fit for what they're doing in Tennessee. Yep. He's got two great young wide receivers, got a young tight end, they got a good running game. Yeah. You know, solid defense, so it's not like they have to they're forced to put up points on the board at any given time. And Washington, they're just a dumpster fire right they're now. Bad. I know they've got McLaurin, you know, they've got some pieces, they've got some running backs, kind of. Yeah. Uh, you know, they we'll see what got, happens with uh Geis ultimately. You know, Haskins is very raw, so maybe, you know, he takes that second year leap. You know, after being in the system for another year, right? You know, it's well, and he's it's only played say. a handful of games, exactly, which makes it difficult. To be fair, Tannehill's only played a handful as well, yeah. but the results have been well, and he much is better. a four-year starter, right? Right. So you know, he has that veteran experience, quote unquote. So you'd lean Tannehill, yes, in yeah, I would. Scenario. That's what I uh, would favor too, and I don't know if I'm just being too harsh on Dwayne Haskins. Because it could be that they tried to shoehorn him into this awful offense Mm -hmm. that just isn't built for him, into this scheme that is not centered around him. When I just don't trust anything that that team is doing as a whole. Yeah. Until they can get their coaching figured out. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a coaching change after this. I mean, whether it's the head coach or... um, what the OC. OC. Yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be a change, I feel like. Oh, yeah. 
So will that be for the better? I think it almost has to be though. Yeah, but then Haskins is learning another new system. True. So that could could delay his you know improvement and and progression. So it's hard to say. Until things are more stable there, I would go right. Tannehill. You you want the thing that's right in front of you mm-hmm. that looks good. Smells good, tastes good. That's right. <laughs> As opposed to the thing, what is the Family Guy uh, bit that I always love to reference? It's when they give out boats to everybody in the town, and then they say, well, you can have the boat, or you can have the envelope, the mystery envelope. And everybody else takes the boat, but Peter Griffin says, ooh, I might want that envelope. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. And so that's the thing. Are you hoping that Haskins gets to be where Tannehill is, or do you just take Tannehill as he is now? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would take lean Tannehill. Tannehill too. Um, so I hope that helped you out, JW. And I also hope that you're still going in these playoffs that we got. Absolutely. All right. It's time. It's is time. It? Yeah, it's time. It's, it's the time. next thing on our list. All right. It is time for the beer bet payoff from two weeks ago. If you recall, you were very high on Mike Kosicki. Yes. He had for one great, matchup. He had, he, had, he had very good matchups here. He well, you thought so. I did not think well, so. Yes, I thought he obviously. had good matchups. And so, um, in response to you wanting to start him, I said that he would fall outside of the top twelve tight ends in both weeks fifteen and sixteen. So the result of that week fifteen, he was tight end fifty three. Very big bummer. Tight uh, tight end fifteen though last week. So yes, just missed it barely. Uh, missed the top he 12. He had like one more reception because that's probably all it would have taken. Honestly. I honestly looked and I don't know if you want to know this, but it was about 0. 0.8 uh, yeah. points difference yeah. between one point. 15 well, one catch. and 12. Just one catch. And I, I, I full uh, transparency, I was actually nervous immediately after I made this bet and kind of wanted to take it back. Obviously, I didn't and that's worked out. So uh, we are, I, I apologize, we're going back to the well here. Uh, I did bring you options. You did. Be, I was a little classy. Barely. Yeah. It was either going to be Stewart Reserve again. Which is this, just... <laughs> it's a hard no, dog. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like acid rain. Uh, or this salted caramel pumpkin beer from, from back in October, which just tastes like pumpkin cough syrup or caramel cough... I don't know. It's bad. It's bad. It wasn't as bad as the Steel Reserve. So and, and I hate so, that I have, that I know this and can compare them and talk eloquently about the taste of these beers. So again, as a gentleman, I said, okay, I, I will give you the the lesser of the two evils. I also threw in uh, a, a, a Jose shot. Yes. I said you can just do a shot of Jose if you'd rather. Yeah, and that's just tweak the beer bet and really bend the rules, but. Uh, no, <laughs> you just, weren't no. you weren't taking that. So no, the salted caramel it comes for you again. Listen to that. Listen to all that. Ooh, drinking out of the Yoshi cup today. The Mario cup. Yes. I I only saw Yoshi. I didn't see Mario at first. Uh, Does it make it better? I don't know. I think Mario ruins it a little bit more, if I'm being honest. I've always always been more of a Luigi guy. Yeah. Nobody says that. Yeah, I just did. I just said you should drink this beer for saying that. Keeper Mario versus Luigi. I'm keeping Luigi. No, I'm keeping Luigi. He's got the height. <laughs> He's got the reach. Yeah. But he never gets the princess. 
Neither does Mario. She keeps running back to that fucking castle all the time. She gets right. kidnapped, okay? Oh, you're kidnapped. I just keep finding my way back there. I'm just going to leave this window propped wide open with a little sign hanging out for Bowser. Anyways, Jesus. No more delays. No more delays. All right. Jake? Yep. Here's to you winning again. Thank you. I hate to admit it. I hate to be drinking this beer again. I hate that I keep losing. But I don't. It is what it is. Yep. I cannot deny it. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. The good news is that at this point, the the form I think has to be perfected uh, with the chugging. Oh my god! It's so cold. <laughs> it's so cold. So cold. <laughs> well, see, the other one had been left out a little bit in preparation for this. Uh, I'd left the steel reserve out to get just a little oh. bit warmth yeah, in this, there. Yeah, this one's cold. Ooh, you can tell it's it like, outside and in the cold. <laughs> is it coming with, with oh, its own built-in ice cubes yes. now? <laughs> well, that was purely unintentional. That Although, wouldn't that be diabolical? It makes the bet even if that's better how for I, you. Yeah, if that's how I went about my life, I wouldn't want to be that guy. All right. But but all right that was a weak chug. I'm glad you weren't recording that because uh, that was weak. I, I'm, I think... The people know. The people know that we do these legitimately. The people know that I know how to chug after seeing it multiple times. Yeah, I didn't want them to feel trapped in Groundhog Day kind of situations (laughs) looking at Twitter. So, uh, well done. Well done. And now that you've finished your beer bet, I can say congratulations officially on being in two championships. Thank you. That's great. I hope that you win both of them and are just ridiculously smug about it from here until eternity. Oh, I'm, I'm going just... Full hog in in our one league that we're in together. Just oh, yeah. the trash talk has been nonstop since Sunday night, yeah. and it's going to continue, win or lose. I'm smack talking my way through the championship game. You smack talk until the last Absolutely. minutes played. And it's going to be the last one of the more glorious weeks of my life. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I love it. I love it. I really do. All right, you want to talk? Hopefully, so the listeners now who are still involved. Again, hopefully there's a lot of you, because we want a lot of you to be in the championships. Absolutely. We hope that we've helped a lot of you into the championships. Yes. So we're not going to forget about you in the championship week. We're, we're coming at you with a full slate mm-hmm. of names here, trying to make everything as helpful as possible That's in right. setting these lineups. That's so, right. Do we want to talk QB waivers? Yeah, let's do some waiver wire pickups here. Nice. Would you like to go first? Have you <laughs> had that subside yet? I, I will go first, and okay. it doesn't make, to. this doesn't make me feel good, because as I was looking through the waiver wire pickups for the week, uh-huh. there was really no one that stood out as like a must-grab or a must-waiver wire pickup sure. of someone that's not highly owned already. Obviously, there's some right. really good matchups, uh, but as always, we try to get the more, you know, not quite as owned players out there, a little deeper dives yeah, for you. We want them to be actually available yes. in your league. We don't want exactly. you to be, you know, this guy's, you know, only 89% owned, yeah. so 11% of you can go grab him. Yeah, sure. so it didn't feel good writing this name down. Um, Doesn't feel good reading it. But he's surprisingly been pretty steady Eddie the last four or five weeks. And I'm talking about Mr. Mitchell Trubisky. Ugh. I know, it's gross. Uh, he actually had an okay game against Green Bay this last week, going up against Kansas City this next week at home, which is nice for the Bears. And, you know, he's been doing okay. Uh, he had over 300 yards this last week. He's thrown multiple touchdowns, uh, two out of the last three weeks. 
yeah, he's got the interceptions going on there, maybe a little bit of the Jameis Winston uh, effect. But he, he's also been rushing the ball a little bit more uh, with his legs, which is good, as opposed to rushing the ball without his legs. I mean, that would be a lot more difficult, yes, certainly. Yes. I would be willing to give him more props if he was able to do that. But, um, yeah, over the last four weeks, he's been over 20 points a game. The two previous weeks prior to Green Bay against Dallas and Detroit, uh, in our scoring setting at least, had over 40 points, which is a very big week. Uh, again, he's got that upside. He's got the rushing um, floor with his, with his legs. And I think uh, Nagy is kind of tailoring the offense a little bit more to him. And why he didn't figure this out earlier in the season, I don't know. But it looks like things are finally starting to click. And I feel like with KC, they can score points at any point in the game, basically at will. And mm-hmm. Chicago is probably going to have to try to keep up with them. So, so they'll, be, they'll be forced to throw the ball a little bit more, try to push it downfield and, and, and score some more points. So um, I think he could do a lot worse than Trubisky this week. I, I respect that, and I do think that it's huge that they're playing at home because playing in Arrowhead is not where you necessarily want your quarterback mm-hmm. to be. Um, speaking of which, uh, my QB pickup this week is rookie stallion Drew Locke, who had come on uh, very, very strong uh, in the couple of weeks leading up to this last week. However, last week he went, he played in Arrowhead, the matchup itself is fine, but it is so hard for young quarterbacks, especially, to thrive in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So not surprisingly, had a pretty pedestrian day, scoreless, 208 yards and an interception. It's not good, but the cure is coming up because he gets Detroit. Um, Detroit is really a cure-all for mediocre uh, quarterbacks. Not uh, to say that Jameis Winston is mediocre, but look at what Jameis Winston did to them. That's right. Look at what he, which, uh, burying the lead, I should have brought this up at the start of the show, bold prediction from last week. That's right. Came true for Dustin. Finally. Got my first one under my belt. And by a lot. Like, crushed yes. the bold yeah, what prediction. what I say, 350 yards and three, and three touchdowns. touchdowns. So 450 plus and four touchdowns. Yes. That's a significant But win, in, so. in typical Jameis fashion, started <laughs> off the game with an interception right out of the gate. That's right. So uh, that being said, he's still just, and he's my quarterback in our redraft league. So I was right. uh, very happy to see that, that <laughs> output there uh, going into, get me into the championship week. Absolutely. Absolutely. The question is, do you? Roll with him. But we'll, we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Um, but Drew Locke gets to take on these same Lions. Uh, he is at home, which is, again, uh, a help. Now, the Lions give up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The Texans, who he played in Week 14, are the giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And in that game, he put up over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So I'm expecting something similar this week. I know that in championship week, it's a little weird to put your hopes on the arm of a quarterback who's played three games, but I think you can. And I if think you're desperate, you can. Yep. It's one of those, It's this is the time. You go big or you go home. Yep. You throw it all out online. No reason to play it safe. If so. you don't have one of those top three, four guys like Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, uh, Jameis, or Russell... I'd look at him. I'd mm-hmm. absolutely look at him. Mm-hmm. All right. Running backs. 
I've got Adrian Peterson, one of the ageless wonders of the NFL, in the running back position. Got the Giants this week. Giants are middle of the pack going against running backs, but really there's no one else in the backfield right now. You know he's going to get all the work on first and second down at least, uh, depending on how Chris Thompson's doing. Maybe he'll be in on third down. Just depends. Um, But he's he's reliable. He's getting 15-plus touches a game on average. He's usually pretty close getting to that 75-yard mark on any given week. Yeah, he doesn't catch balls out of the backfield, but... You know he's good for getting the touches. He'll, you know, probably fall into the end zone once. Yeah, it's, he'll it's lurch a good his safe way in floor. There. It's a good safe floor. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. He's like my definition of if you have a team that is boom bust mm-hmm. and you need just a little bit of reassurance in there, especially like in your flex. Yeah, I, I think you could rack him up for 10 points and feel good about it you know mm-hmm. um and like you said touchdown upside so obviously that can knock up a little bit mine is mike boone the backup backup running back in minnesota and right now this is more of a speculative ad but he is one of those guys alexander madison is out the actual backup mm-hmm. in minnesota Dalvin Cook right now, as it stands, Mike Zimmer came out and said, oh, he, he kind of underplayed what the injury was. He left with a shoulder injury in the last game, uh, and he's underplaying it. But that is exactly what Mike Zimmer does all of the time. So I can't trust whatever he says at this point. I want Mike Boone on my bench so that come uh, – it would be Monday. So especially if That's you're a Dalvin Cook thing. owner, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you, you have to – have him or say if you're debating between jamal williams you know Mm -hmm. another monday night running back Yeah, if you have another monday night player Mm -hmm. on your team this would be a great opportunity to pick up someone that could have very high upside yes so if you have dalvin cook or if your opponent has dalvin cook pick up mike boone no matter what but there are some other options and and you can also just see throughout the week maybe it'll come out on saturday that oh he's not going to suit up in which case you know that you want to slot mike boone right in there um the the dude really he balled out when he came in to play for dalvin cook because that scheme is set up so well um he got a couple of touchdowns as soon as he came in only 56 yards but those scoring opportunities they're going to be there for him uh and green bay's bad I was going to say, and we, and we know this is going to be a, a – this is a big week for both the teams, uh, the Vikings and the Packers. Yep. A lot uh, of implications. Yes. Yeah. The implications. The division's on the line. Seeding in the playoffs is on the line. So you know they're going to be going all out. It's going to be big plays. There's going to yeah. be lots of – I feel like there's going to be a lot of scoring and, like, no defense <laughs> this game. <laughs> yeah, so the chances of him accurate. getting into the end zone, pretty darn good. Absolutely. All right. Who? Oh, look at this name at wide receiver. I know it makes you so happy, doesn't it? It really does. So, Say it out loud. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my wide receiver this week is Robbie Anderson. Oh. Music. He has kind of a tougher matchup this week going against Pittsburgh. They're they're um, they're in the probably the bottom third of the league as far as giving up points to the wide receivers. But he's been very consistent the last four weeks. Um, he's last four weeks, he's had four, seven, seven, and four receptions over a hundred yards, 
two weeks. Had a touchdown uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually had a carry in one of the games. The, the Jets offense is starting to come to form a little bit here late in the season. Now, I know their matchups have been good. Miami, Cincinnati, Oakland, Washington. Like, like they've had some, some better Pretty matchups. Favorable. But Sam Darnold was out. You know, to start the year with the mono, who knows how long that kind of lingered before he was actually back into football shape and 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 doing and what he's supposed fair. to be That's doing. Something I never and, really and getting the chemistry with his wide receivers. You know, I, it's kind of been a little ping pong match between Crowder and Anderson of who's going to have the hot hand this week. Uh, but I feel like Anderson's been more consistent, even his baseline, his floor is higher than Crowder's on a week-to-week basis here. So I feel like this would be a good matchup to exploit. He's down the field threat uh, where Crowder's more of the dink and dunk kind of guy. Um, but I feel like the Jets are going to take some shots and Robbie's the guy to get them. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. Pittsburgh, this is another one of those, a lot on the line for Pittsburgh this week. So mm-hmm. they're going to come out firing. Mm-hmm. You know that. They're going to be taking shots down the field because that's all that Duck Hodges does. Uh, so there's got to be some counterbalance there. Um, my wide receiver pickup this week is Brishad Perryman, a name I never thought I would say on this podcast, but here we are. Shit gets weird. <laughs> um, At least Brish- not as a pickup. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe a shit show, you know, expect to see him <laughs> maybe make an appearance or two in there. But Brashad Perryman, the third wide receiving option uh, in Tampa Bay coming into the year behind Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Well, uh, now he might be the number one. Option for Jameis this week. He is the number one this week. They're still lingering about whether Chris Godwin will truly and officially miss this week. Spoiler, I think he misses. Yes, I think he misses. Well, technically, um, Evans is questionable this week as well. Yes. He's not playing. I feel like it's the same situation with Godwin here. They're just going to be shut down for the season. There's no reason to play them. There's nothing on the line. They can't make the playoffs. Why prolong the injury let them just start to heal up for the offseason and just shut for them sure. down let's see what's pair see what perryman's got yes and i will say over the last three games he's had at least five targets and 70 uh yards in all three of his last games mm-hmm. that's really uh, hey like good for you you're coming in you're making an impact absolutely uh this last week when he became the default option halfway through um he put up 113 yards and Three touchdowns. Now, I do not expect three touchdowns this game. Well, and let's be honest. He is the veteran presence as far as the receiving core goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a second-year guy with Justin Watson. Uh, you've got another rookie. I forget his name. Sims. Something like that. Slippy, slappy, swanny. Swansonites. Uh, something like that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. He, he, he's the veteran on the, on the team. He probably have the trust of Jameis the most. So I, I like that. I think he, he's going to get peppered with targets. Yes, and, and they have a, a pretty middle-of-the-road matchup with Houston. They're, they're mediocre against wide receivers. This is a Saturday game. Be very mindful of these coming up, by the way. This is that week yes. where we're going to get some Three Saturdays. Saturday games this so week. So do not wait to set your lineups until Sunday. Please, dear God, Please. in championship week, know what time these yes. games are starting. Do not get ousted because of something ridiculous like that. Same for you toilet bowl uh, players as well. If you're playing for the toilet bowl, do yes. not let this be the reason That's right. that you lose that game. All right. To be honest, though, mm-hmm. 
you kind of deserve it then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, anybody. There's a reason why you're in the it. toilet bowl then at that point. <laughs> That's true. And you're not listening to this podcast anyways. Uh, all right. We want to talk tight end. Do we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Let's do all it. right. So my tight end this week is Dallas Goddard. He has been getting more and more involved over the second half of this season. Uh, over the last six weeks, five weeks, I'm sorry, uh, he's been in double-digit points. Uh, he's been averaging at least six targets a game over the last uh, five weeks here. You know, three to five receptions a game, not terrible. But the fact is he's getting looks, he's getting red zone looks, hasn't scored touchdowns, but he is getting the looks and going against Dallas this week and they, they're within the top 10 of giving up the most points to the tight end position. And well, you know that honest, positive regression is going to hit him yes. too for touchdowns. Well, and, and let's be honest. The Philadelphia wide receiving core is decimated right now. So it's they're awful. probably going to be running out a lot of two tight end sets. Zach Ertz, you know, is going to get the bulk of the um, double coverage since he's the one that they're going to look to first, which will open up the field to Goddard. So I think he's 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 a good play this week. When when somebody named Greg Ward is getting all of the targets on that receiving core, you know that there is nobody. Left. Exactly. Sorry, no offense, Greg. I'm sure you're a swell guy, but uh, my tight end pickup is Janu Smith for the Titans. Man, it has felt like a long wait to get him to a point mm-hmm. where you feel confident with him, but he was a darling coming out a couple years ago. We always talk about how long it takes tight ends to catch on, mm-hmm. and it's his third year, and he's now doing it, and he had some injury setbacks as well, so maybe it should have been to expect it, uh, been expected that it would well, take this Mariota long. Mariota throwing to him for the first yeah. couple of years here. That doesn't and help I mean, either. That didn't help. He doesn't know how to target athletic players. He just wants Delaney Walker to go sit down so he can throw <laughs> it somewhere. But last week... Caught all five of his targets for 60 yards. A 57-yard run he also had. This fucking guy got up to 20 miles per hour. They clocked him at 20 miles per hour twice. Two different times. That is ridiculous. And if you can't figure out how to use that kind of tight end in your offense, you got some goddamn problems. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a fine, beatable matchup against the Saints. They are not that great against tight ends. They're not poor by any means, but... Um, don't expect the exact same kind of output as last week, but I would not be shocked if he picked up a, a touchdown or two as well. Well, and Tennessee's still playing for a playoff spot. They're not yep. out of it yet, so they have yep. a lot to play for. Absolutely. And obviously, we know New, or- New Orleans has a lot to play for as well. Uh, fighting for that number again. one seed, absolutely. So, uh, again, a lot on the line this week as far as the uh, playoffs go for real NFL. Yeah, which I think is important mm-hmm. around this time. It's like, look at the players who have something to really play for. Mm-hmm. I think that does honestly help. Absolutely. Who who doesn't have anything to play for? That's or right. at least not in our fantasy That's lineups. right. Who are we cutting bait on? <sighs> I will start because this makes me happy to say. Yeah. Uh, my quarterback to cut bait on is Tom Brady. Yay! Uh, <laughs> you know, he has been okay this season. I'll give him credit. He's had an okay season, but he hasn't looked great, especially coming down the stretch here. Um, In our scoring settings here on ESPN, he had 18 points this last week, 11 points the week before, um, 40 points against Houston, which I don't know how, but then Dallas had 16, Philadelphia 18. You know, these are all decent matchups. 
Yep, beatable matchups exactly. for, for a respectable quarterback. Exactly. And this week, they're going to Buffalo. And Buffalo is the second best against the quarterback as far as giving up points. They're only giving up, on average, 12.29 fantasy points a game to the quarterback. It's going to be a highly defensive game for both both teams because obviously New England's defense very good as well. You just you have better players. I hate. I mean, he is he is one of the greatest of all time. He's done a lot. I feel like his time has passed, and he just can't get it done anymore. Not for your fantasy and, and, team. And his wide receivers aren't good. He doesn't have Gronk anymore to rely on. Uh, the whole offense is just in this weird little flux yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make excuses for him, but bottom line, he's a garbage fantasy quarterback <laughs> right now. Yes, there <laughs> are get much better options up. out there. You can start ahead of him this week. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, this one's not nearly as satisfying to say. No, I and this, this I will be honest, be was the first person that crossed my mind yeah. as far as being on the cut bait. But Just couldn't do I it. It's hard. Brady, so. Yeah, you, you took the, the easier low-hanging fruit, which I am upset about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is my player to cut bait on. It sucks. Um, the last couple of games... It's tough. I don't know what's happening with this passing offense. It's just not really there. He's only had a couple of blow-up games this year. Not what you would expect from Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, who I'm sure people drafted very highly, are still clinging on to based on the name. And it's not that he's been awful for fantasy purposes necessarily. Some weeks he has. Um, But in general, yeah, he's been serviceable. Um, But this week he's playing Minnesota. A lot, a lot could happen. Okay, he he certainly could have a blow up game at any point in time. And in a rivalry situation, mm-hmm. although this is on the road, they have yet to win at the Viking Stadium. All of that comes into play. But as we said just a few minutes ago, it's a very big matchup. It is a lot on the line. A lot could happen. It, a, it, it could be. Yes, anything could happen. But here's what I don't like. In out of his last six games, he's only scored more than one touchdown once. Once. That was against the Giants, which is, I mean, that's a gimme matchup. And so you would have expected like four touchdowns against he, them, let's be honest. Well, to be fair, he did have four <laughs> touchdowns against them. But every other game, it's been one or fewer. I mean, that's yeah, not that's where not you want to live expecting. with a fantasy quarterback. He hasn't topped 250 yards in that stretch either. Um, he's failed to top 200 yards three times in there I, mm-hmm. I can't trust that you hope obviously mm-hmm. as homers of course absolutely we hope they fucking balls out but i'm not willing to insert that in championship week into my lineup right i agree i think they're doing for whatever reason they're doing just enough to win right now mm-hmm. and they're relying on the offense and the defense they're not necessarily forcing the offense to push the ball down the field score a ton of points like we're used to seeing yeah, they're not stepping on anybody anybody's throat that's for no sure. you know they're using the running game a lot more uh, kind of taking that pressure off of rogers maybe it's a game flow thing maybe it's a game planning i don't know but for whatever reason you know they're just not asking rogers to put all the put the whole team on his shoulders like they have in the past right, right. and it's exactly. definitely showing fantasy wise for sure <laughs> yeah it's showing up in those stat lines okay Moving on to running backs, I've got Lev Bell this week. Cup bait on him. Going against Pittsburgh, they are giving up the six fewest points against running backs on the season. Uh, Lev Bell this last week had his highest yards from scrimmage. Uh, 
rushing for the season at 87. What the hell is that? Hasn't tapped 90 yards rushing for the entire season, which is not good. And it's not as if he's been balling out as a receiver this year. No, he only had two receptions last week for one yard. (laughs) Granted, it was against Baltimore. Very tough defense. But but as are the the Exactly. Exactly. So I just... He'll probably be safe for 10 points or so. If you can put him in your flex. You could, yeah, you could put him in if you're desperate. There's definitely worse options out there, but I wouldn't want to rely on him this week. I agree. He would not be one of my top two running back starters if I can help it. If if I would rather, obviously, if Cook is ruled out, it's Mike Boone over him every single time. Oh, absolutely. And not looking back. Um, yeah. Here's another... Here's another one. I was pleasantly surprised by Carlos Hyde this year mm-hmm. in general. Absolutely. Um, I think he is done better than a lot of analysts' expectations. This I don't remind- think anybody saw this coming this year. No, I, I was vaguely high on him once he got out of Kansas City, but not not like this. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a thousand yard season thus far and is still tacking on to those numbers. It reminds me a little bit of that CJ Anderson season from a couple years mm-hmm. ago where he just went, he did his thing with the Broncos, and then it was just like nobody talked about it, yep. nobody acknowledged it. It was a very quiet season. Yeah, it, it was wasn't a quiet thousand yard season. But uh, that's reminiscent of what's happening with Carlos Hyde. He's had an unspectacular but very solid year. He is the definition of steady Eddie in the in the flex, basically. Um, he doesn't get the receptions, which makes it really hard, especially this week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has the toughest run defense, uh, especially for fantasy purposes. And if you can't catch the ball, you're just not going to be doing too much against them. You really have to hope that he can lean in for a, a touchdown, basically, to give you any relevance this week. So do not trust the fool's gold. Okay. Wide receivers? Yeah. I've got Brandon Cooks this week. Yeah. It hurts me to say this because I really like Brandon Cooks. Good player. He's done it consistently everywhere he's been for every year he's been in the league now. Yeah, he just hops onto a new team and then crushes. But this year has been obviously a severe disappointment. Uh, I think the Rams offense as a whole has been a severe disappointment. Oh, yeah. But he hasn't topped 50 yards in a game since week seven. And I know he was out there for, for a while. So, I mean, can't hold that against him. But this last week, only four targets or four four catches for 46 yards uh, against Arizona a couple weeks ago. Two receptions. Baltimore, two receptions. He's just not seeing any volume right now uh, for whatever reason. Whatever is going on, again, with the offense, I don't mm-hmm. know. He's never been a huge volume guy. No. Like, you don't expect him to get 10 targets every game. But he's normally but he's makes not a even, lot more out of He's them. not even getting the targets. That's the yeah. thing. Like he's not getting targeted and they go up against San Francisco in San Francisco this week. Yeah. And San Francisco has a lot to play for. They're going to come out, give them their all. So are the Rams, to be fair, Rams to be still fair. have yes, lots of players still for in as well. It as well. So, so that's that true. That narrative holds up, but but I just I just don't bad. trust them. Uh, especially with the other options there um, with the Rams. You know, they've got He's so many other so options. so many better matchups recently. It's like when Robbie Anderson was going through that, and mm-hmm. he had all the matchups, and he had zero production. Exactly. That's what Brandon Cook is doing, but he hasn't come out of it. Like, Robbie Anderson eventually came out of it. He just fucking has it. I mean, he's only had one 100 receiving yard game all season. That makes me so sad. That's so sad. As somebody who drafted him in the fifth round, thinking I got a steal in my redraft. Which it should have been. Should have been. Should have been. Should have, would have, could have. Uh, speaking of should have, would have, could have. 
Juju Smith-Schuster. Anybody uh, who took him in the first round, probably very happy and smug, thinking that they loaded up on top-flight talent mm-hmm. at the wide receiver position. And to be fair, yes, still very, very talented player. But this year has not been what anybody's been expecting. Um, he's been dealing with injuries here lately. The thing is, there's always the chance that he plays this week. Always the chance. Um, but if he does, please don't start him. I, I, I'm telling you right now, it's it's murky. That's what they're saying right now for Week 16. Mm-hmm. There's a lot for Pittsburgh to play for, so it's possible that they want him in there. I think it would be dumb if they play him, but if they do, there's going to be a lot of temptation. If you made it in at this point with him on your team, you're probably going to want to start him, and I don't think that you can. Um, Even against the Jets, I don't think you can because it reminds me of T.Y. Hilton this last week or the other time that he came back from injury. Like It could (laughs) just be a decoy situation. Put him on a snap count. He'll see maybe a couple of targets, um, and the rest of his day will be nada. So I don't, I don't want that. I'm not going to trust that kind of shit. I want something somewhat locked and loaded, and he is not that. All right, who do we got okay. for tight ends? Tight ends. I've got Darren Waller this week. Now, I know a <sighs> lot of you out there have been relying on him. He's had some unbelievable games all to year. To the window to the Waller. He's had a really good game this last week. Eight receptions for 122 yards. It was against Jacksonville, so that's not saying much. <laughs> uh, they're going up against the Chargers, which I know they don't really scare you offensively anymore, but their defense isn't half bad. Uh, they're in the top 12 versus tight ends as far as not giving up points. So they're very good against tight ends. You have Derek Carr and that whole Raiders offense. I don't really trust it. I know he's seen an uptick since Hunter Renfro went on IR Mm -hmm. but I just don't trust it this week the Chargers defense has been playing much better lately since they've gotten their cornerbacks back off of uh, injured reserve I just it's a bad stew it's a trap it's a trap game it it is that's a real bad stew Mm -hmm. but again if you have them on your team and he's got you here, you're going to feel tempted it would be hard to to sit him I'm not going to lie it would be hard to sit him I just I just don't like the matchup this week. Can I can I throw out a couple of names and see if you would start him over these players? Because these might be some people that that they would have the, this combo. And I'll even tell you who they're playing against. Hit me. <laughs> okay. Um, we talked about him earlier. You talked about him earlier. Dallas Goddard against Dallas. I would do Goddard. Okay. Absolutely. Goddard. Oh, it's so so firm with yeah, that one. That's right. Okay. Um, how about provided that Gerald Everett is out, Tyler Higby against San Francisco. Ooh. He's um, been really productive. He's been really good. I might just because the upside I feel like is there. Okay. Um, because they have been targeting the tight ends more lately in that offense. I don't know why. Um, but San Francisco, you have to you have three wide receivers. You have Gurley. It's like they, they can't single cover everyone because True. you will get burned. So, I mean, <laughs> you got it's one of those you got to pick your poison type deals if the offense is actually clicking. Right. So, I feel like I would play him over Waller. I think that's fair. It's really I close. It's think really that they close, could though. put their offense through the tight ends again. And, they, yeah, they're going to have to keep it going back and forth. All right, last name, Mike Gesicki versus Cincinnati. 
your boy, who you just had to chug down I know. that gnarly um, brute for. I would probably go Waller. Okay. I, I feel like he's got the potential for higher upside. Fair enough. There's the all right. There's the kind of line that we're that we're. I won't fall into that trap again. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to bait you in there, waving that dollar in front of your face. All right, my tight end to cut bait on, Jack Doyle. It's a bummer because a couple of weeks ago I was touting this guy. Hey, pick him up for your your playoffs. Well, with Ebron being out, you would have thought he Hilton out. Yeah, all the pass they catchers out. in there to catch the ball, and apparently it wasn't going to be him. <laughs> Somehow he he's put up a couple of uh, stinkers. Um, I mean, relative to tight ends, yeah, he got a couple of catches, twenty yards. It's what most tight ends will do, I guess. But you expected so much more mm-hmm. from him, especially he had a matchup against Tampa Bay, who is is third in allowing points to the tight end for fantasy purposes and he put up four points how, how do you do that to me jack how do you do it very carefully um so i i can't trust him against a much tougher matchup this week against carolina um who is in the bottom uh third in allowing points to the tight end they're getting hilton back potentially on a bigger scale this week I don't want it. <laughs> Sorry. No no Jack in my lineups. Okay. We doing this? Yeah, let's do it. Shit show of the week. Shit show. Which is kind of sad to talk about during the playoffs because you don't want these types of players. No. But it happens every week. Every week. I've got Cole Beasley this week. This happened to you. Yes. In a league, did yes. it not? This happened to you. This is This is a personal story. Yes. Uh, one reception, six yards. Very sad. He's been so consistent all season long. He normally sees at least 20 more targets than that, yes. first of all. So he really screwed you. Uh, he you know, he's not hasn't had those big blow-up games this season, but he's just been a very consistent, low-level. You know what you're getting out of him every week, just a plug-and-play, good floor play every single week, and he screwed you. The one week you needed him the most, he screwed you over. <laughs> His floor had a had a big fucking it hole in it. It just dropped right out. Saw. Oh, yeah, Mr. Reliability, Mr. Safety, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm going to put him in there because I know he's going to get me those 10 points at least. Nope. Uh, Not this week. That sucked. Um, this is a weird one, but I had to mention it. J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Uh, I pronounced it right. You I did. Know. Congratulations. Thank you. J.J. Um, Ortega Whiteside was the only receiver there that anybody could even identify mm-hmm. <laughs> based on their jersey. Uh, Alshon was out. Obviously, Djax has been out forever. Nelson Aguilar was out. Uh, Matt Collins out. All the guys out. Um, so he, it was his time. It was his time mm-hmm. to shine. And he got two targets. One of them was in the end zone. He dropped it. He ended the day with zero catches for zero yards against Washington. This was not an elite matchup. This no. wasn't the Patriots. This wasn't the 49ers. This was Washington. It's not like that healthy Josh Norman, you know, shut down on him. It's just... I don't... I can't even yeah. uh, fathom what's been his season. <laughs> it's disappointing. It, 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 it's, As a dynasty yes. uh, investor here, it's disappointing, but... Goodbye, low he, candidate, possibly. In the offseason. Oh, boy. Yeah, if you can get him for scraps, yeah. might as well. All right. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do well, it. Let's do this shit that's going to help people. Best matchups. Yeah. Do you want to lead us off this time? I'd love to. Would you? 
Uh, <laughs> I'd love to if I can figure out a way to not say his name out loud. No, it's it's Russell Wilson. Talent Wilson. <laughs> Russell Talent Wilson. Uh, those fucking commercials were will haunt my dreams for for eternity. Um, Russell gets uh, what is an exceptional matchup for an already exceptional fantasy play. So this is a no brainer. Um, where you you have to play him. In fact, I tweeted out earlier that there are three guys that you simply cannot bench this week, and it's Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, even maybe with Godwin not playing. Um, But Russell should really be in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no way against Arizona, the worst matchup in the league. Yes. Against... Basically, his counterpart, his younger counterpart now, Kyler Murray, they're, they're going to be putting up points, I would expect. This would be very high scoring. I think he, uh, obvious, you fucking play him. That's right. Whew. All right. I'm sorry, did I bore you? <laughs> well, such a, about it was such an Russell. easy best matchup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Let's get into some real challenging stuff here. I see this name. So I've got Ryan Tannehill. What can we say? He has been in fuego over the last month and a half here. Ever, basically, ever since he took over full time as the starter, he is he has been just a plug and play. You start him every week. He's been crushing it. He's got a good matchup against New Orleans this week. I wouldn't say good, but he has a beatable matchup. It, it's it's a pretty good matchup. New Orleans has been known to give up lots of points. True, except See last San week Francisco. somehow. Well, yes, very true. Uh, so they've been known to giving up given up a lot of points. He's thrown for multiple touchdowns in every game he has started except for one. That's incredible. In, it, it's insane. Going back to week seven. That's, that's a right. stretch. Yes. That's a long time. Um, and again, they're they're fighting for their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be a fairly high scoring event. So they're going to be forced to kind of push the ball a little bit and score some points to keep up with uh, New Orleans. So start him up. He's got such a safe floor right now. I love it. it he really does. And, of course, I hesitate to say that about anybody because as soon as I say the word safe floor, the, bottom, the bottom drops out. But Absolutely I really no. I I can't see this. This is, again, can't miss And let's be honest. My if, if you've had him on your team and he's gotten you into the playoffs – Mm-hmm. You want to keep riding that wave. Agreed. You just got to ride it all the way to the finish line. Unless you have one of those other three names that we mentioned. Exactly. Uh, there's no way that you sit them. Mm-hmm. Um, so running backs. Let's talk running back matchups. Because as I was looking through these, there's not a ton of matchups that I really love. Aside from the very, very obvious names. And even some of theirs scare me a little bit this week. So uh, I'm leaning into it with Marlon Mack. He gets to take on the Panthers. And Mac has been real disappointing since he came back from injury. I get that. Um, he's had the carries, but the production has just not been there. But he's had a couple of tough matchups. It was Tampa Bay, the best, basically, or one of the best um, against running backs. And then he got the Saints, who, as uh, they're a fine matchup for uh, a lot of skill position players. Running back is not one of them. Again, bottom four. So it's been tough. Don't let that deter you from the Panthers, who have mm-hmm. given up 23 rushing touchdowns on the year. Well, they've been awful. That's almost double what the next in line has done, which is Jacksonville. It's awful. I don't understand. I really don't understand how you can keep doing it, but 
They're doing it. Yep. So you ride that wave and you you mm-hmm. ride Mac. All right. I've got uh, Chris Carson talking about low-hanging fruit going against Arizona this week. <laughs> but Rashad Penny is out on IR. So you know Chris Carson's going to get all the carries. He's going to get that work. He, coming off of Carolina this last week, 133 yards and two touchdowns. Pulverizing. I mean, he's, been, he's been balling out this year. He's been worth the draft capital. And again, championship week, knowing that there's basically no one else in that backfield to take touches away, you got to he's, – he's an auto start. Just no question to ask this week. For sure. For sure. Don't 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 fudge with that. No. Noise. I don't know why I went with the PG version just for that one, but it's to keep us under the radar for my tunes. <laughs> All right. Uh, wide receivers. I went a joint venture this time because I really do think that these guys just go hand in hand at this point. It's Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Your your Dallas wide receivers, you got to feel confident in them. Both of them were super disappointing last week. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, from my perspective, we're going to talk about Amari a lot in the offseason still, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) in in what this season was. Because it was... It was typical Amari fashion. No, I'm going to disagree with you there. It's but it's been great. But he he, I don't know what happened. Well, you'll I'm sure you'll have a rebuttal <laughs> for that. But but he gets Philadelphia mm-hmm. again. Get right competition. Absolutely. They allow the second most fantasy points to receivers. And this is for the NFC division. East. This is huge. This is for a playoff spot. This is throwdown yes. shit that's going to be happening here. So I expect very high-powered offenses, mm-hmm. very uh, dynamic well, if you're passing games. The Philadelphia defense going after their secondary is the place to do it. Yeah, you've, you've got to do it. So I expect a lot of deep throws mm-hmm. here, especially um, high touchdown upside for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. So, so put them in there. Okay. And I've got Mr. Devontae Parker. I'm glad we can put his name back here. I know. He gave us a scare. He did. Uh, he's got a great matchup this week against Cincinnati. They give up the fifth most points to the wide receiving core. Uh, so I just... Good matchup. He's the only player in town. Um, <laughs> really is. You're, not, you're not worried about uh, Alan Hearns leeching? So. No, I'm really not. You got uh, Yolo fits and spurts in there, just still slinging the ball around. Um, it could be a semi high scoring affair. Yeah, uh, you have to put that in heavy I, quotes. I, I have Air Andy Colts Dalton going. versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. But <laughs> Dalton is an upgrade from what they had before. He will, he will yeah. air out the ball. Yeah. Oh, he'll take risks. Yes. And, and, you know, and Miami's bad enough to allow those to be Exactly. Off. So it could end up being a back-and-forth affair here where they have to throw the ball a lot. Miami's been surprisingly playing better here down the stretch. So Very true. And, and Parker's been very consistent. It's just the facts. He's been very consistent. I think you can rely on him. For sure. Yeah, he's, he's an unbenchable for me. Mm-hmm. If he's on your roster, you got to find a way to get him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, tight end talk. I'm talking Hunter Henry, and this feels easy to say because Hunter Henry is one of about five names in the tight end landscape that you just go, yep, that's the guy to start. But last week against Minnesota, two targets, two receptions, 29 yards. That's not what you expect. No. And then you add a fumble into there. You don't want that in there either. It hurts. Uh, Two weeks prior against Denver, two receptions, 10 yards, no touchdowns. Not what you want. So he's he's been on shaky 
ground here a little bit. But you also have to cut him just a little bit of slack. Not just because Philip Rivers is his quarterback, although I think you should, you know, factor that into it. But the Vikings are tough against tight ends. Who is not tough against tight ends is Oakland, who's just gotten dominated mm-hmm. all all year round. Uh, round. It was too easy to put the Cardinals in here because we always talk about how the Cardinals are the absolute worst. Although oh, I know spoiler alert, I yeah. did. But so I had to play second fiddle. Oakland giving up the second most points to him. Yeah, throw him. Yes. All right. Well, since we already kind of touched on it, <laughs> I didn't say the name. Jacob Hollister, tight end for Seattle, going against Arizona. They are by far the worst defense against. Fantasy tight ends. Have you ever seen a defense get so consistently beat by just one position like this? You would think the coaches would be like, hey, cover that guy. <laughs> it's and it's just the one. Right. You know, it's not like wide receivers where it's like, okay, I understand three guys right, out yes, there quite yes, often. It's one. It can be tough. Uh, <sighs> I know Hollister's kind of been a little disappointing in the last few weeks, but if if there's ever a get right game, this is it. Oh god, yes. And he will. And he will. Absolutely. Not just because his name is Jacob. But also that helps. All right. Bold prediction time. Let's do it. This has got to be like the boldest of the bold. we got to really stretch these out because it's championship week. I feel like this has to level up to that gravitas. Got to end on a high note. Yep. Yep. And I'm (laughs) I'm looking. Yours is pretty solid. Yeah. It's pretty solid. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so, mine is... You couldn't just be humble <laughs> oh, one time not. during this podcast. That's, of course not. You son of a bitch. All, All right, right. Go so I've got, I've got Nick Chubb. He will have 125 rushing yards and two touchdowns this week. Uh, he's going against Baltimore in Baltimore. That's wild. Now, when they played them in week four <laughs> earlier this season, he had 165 yards and three touchdowns. But Baltimore's defense has gotten significantly more stingy since then. It's going to be a tough matchup. But well, that's why and Kareem Hunt bold. wasn't there also in that first game. Also true. To take some of those touches. So, but that they don't call it uh, lukewarm <laughs> predictions. This is bold. We could start that segment next year. Oh, we could. Want. Lukewarm yeah. predictions? Yeah. Lukewarm predictions. It would be it would be like the the after hours episode, you know, like mm-hmm. the like the fifteen minutes for just the special people. What do they call them? Like the patrons, the patreons, yeah, whatever. We can look into it. Anyway, right. <laughs> it's my bold prediction. I think my uh, leads the maybe the season in boldness to this point, if I may say so myself. I'm calling for it. This is the Jake Kumaro breakout game. Jake Kumaro is going to lead all Green Bay wide receivers, all Green Bay wide receivers, including Devontae Adams, in yards this week against Miami. Or, excuse me, I wish it was against Miami. Against Minnesota. (laughs) Um, Xavier Rhodes is going to be pressed on to Devontae Adams, you Mm -hmm. have to figure. Um, And Devontae's still not looked. He's had flourishes. He's kind of shown brightly in very small Mm -hmm. uh, select times, but he hasn't been able to carry that across the whole game. I do think that he'll he'll have a tough matchup here. Um, and Matt LaFleur did call out at his recent press conference, yes, this. we have to get him involved. Somebody wisely asked him the question, what more does this man have to do to get playing time? Because every time he touches the ball, 
He's electric. Oh, it is. He's electric. flowing locks. Oh, my God. It's so just, great. It's a real Baywatch run every single time he starts down the, the field. So And he's got a great name also. I mean, obviously, I love to chant Jake every time that he does something great with the ball. <laughs> but you also look at the other receivers who are there. Yeah. MVS oh. with his little t- fucking T-Rex arms. Oh. Couldn't catch the easiest ball uh, of his life. Obviously, Geronimo Allison, unimpressive. Nothing. Lazard has been uh, really been okay. Nothing just special, not what though. I was hoping for. Yeah. There is no competition there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting the word. It's going to be Kumaro time, baby. Nice. We did it. We did it. We got through the season. Championship week. We're here. We did it. <laughs> well. Folks, if you have any last-minute start-sit questions, hmm. waiver wire pickups... Any of that. Let us know. We're here at all times. We're here for you. Not in that creepy voice. I won't do that creepy voice necessarily. Well, if it's on Twitter, you might. As I'm typing it. Yeah, as you're typing it. Yeah, I could. I probably Uh, could. Which I hope you do now. Uh, (laughs) Yes, we we will know. We're here for you. If if you have any last minute questions, hit us up. Let us know. We're here for you. We want you to bring that championship home. We want like to see all of your doing... winning rosters, too. That's right. Please yes. send us your winning lineups. Uh, we expect to see multitudes in our in our mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, you can find me at Jake Trowbridge That's on right. Twitter. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. Our podcast Twitter account is at Drinking Fantasy. You can hit us up at any three of those. We That's will right. all answer. That's right. All or just or just yell out into the wind. And hope that it carries it to us. That's right. You can try that too. You can try. I don't know. Please, please, please give us a rate and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Whatever the heck they're calling it these days. Yeah, whatever you kids are doing with your technology, see? That's right. Uh, (laughs) Please do that. Helps people find us. Helps spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your lovers. The best gift you could give someone this holiday season is is the gift of this holiday this this podcast <laughs> oh yes oh yes no that is better yeah that is 100 yes. percent better than syphilis it's a free free gift you just introduce them to this podcast that's true and the and the the wonderful words that are coming out of our mouths hit you in the earballs all day long the warmth will flow over that's them right. their hearts will grow three times that day <laughs> it will be a full grinch scenario um, this has been fun. It has. And obviously, we're going to continue doing this into the off-season, so yes. don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, we'll be yes. back in yes. short order. Yes, we, we're not 100% sure yet if next week, uh, with the holiday week, uh, Christmas, if, if we're going to be recording or not. That's kind of up in the air. But we may have a little bonus surprise. That's for right. Anyways. Right. Um, but we will be back the following week for sure, um, getting into all the off-season goodness. Uh, we'll be looking back. Over this past season, uh, talking about some of our bold predictions, talking about our drinking buddies, um, hits and misses throughout the season, kind of a recap, and then getting into all that off-season goodness for Dynasty. That's right. Uh, Early in the off-season, it'll probably be a little bit more Dynasty-focused, but then obviously hitting the redraft um, as well. That's right. Kind of just all over the place. We'll, we'll have every bit of info you could possibly want or need. That's right. Whatever your format. Absolutely. Except for those ones that are like IDP. IDP. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. You don't know me. No. That ain't, no. That's not how I, that's no. not how I do Me either. So. But maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. Maybe. Um, but regardless, we'll be back. We'll have more 
more loveliness mm -hmm. for your ears. Absolutely. And until then, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. <laughs>